Arizona Sports is proud to present the Uprising Podcast. Uprising Podcast. Hello, and welcome into another edition of the Uprising Podcast, a podcast about Phoenix Rising Football Club. I am your host, Jake Anderson. Today, my guest is Phoenix Rising midfielder John Baccaro, who has now become one of the longest tenured players on the team as this is his third season after coming over on loan from Toronto FC in 2019 and then officially signing with the team ahead of the 2020 campaign. In that time, John has over 50 caps now, and he's helped the club lift two trophies, the first being a what I call the 2019 Supporters' Shield or the mouthful of an official title, the 2019 USL Championship regular season title winner. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) The other trophy that John raised – with Phoenix, obviously, is a 2020 Western Conference Championship. And unfortunately, we were not able to see what the championship final would have culminated in, whether that would have been um, a second runners-up medal in three years' time or Phoenix Rising's first ever USL Championship Cup win. Again, because of COVID, unfortunately, we will never know. But looking at 2021 now, John had the first goal at the new stadium at Wild Horse Pass. He also has helped the team get to nine points out of their first 12. And as the team heads to SAC, they are going to attempt to win their first ever match in Sacramento in club history. We also talk a little bit about the Champions League final, which is going to take place earlier in the day at 12 p.m. on Saturday before Phoenix Rising takes on Sacramento later that night. And we talk a little bit about the Europa League final, which had a crazy penalty shootout. And obviously the Spanish connection between John Villarreal and Manchester United goalkeeper David De Gea. If you have not seen that final... I just recommend watching the highlights. The match itself is pretty boring. Three shots on target total, but they made 21 of 22 penalties. Yes, I did not misquote. David De Gea was the only one that missed a penalty out of every player that reigning on the pitch. Unfortunate for him. Uh, just one of those days, I guess, the ball just didn't bounce his way. But let me uh, bring John on now. He's the man of the hour. He's the guest. So let me bring on John Baccaro, Phoenix Rising midfielder and vice captain. So, uh, first, I just want to ask you real quick. Did you watch the Europa League final or already know the result? Yeah, I, I just got done watching that at the facility. Just got home, actually. So, pretty happy for, for the Spanish team to, to get the win. What, uh, what are your thoughts on, on how the penalty shootout went? Man, I was watching it and I was anxious. Just I was, man. too. It was not my team. Exactly. And I don't get even anxious when I take them. So, uh, but it was a uh, really, really high level penalties, honestly. I mean, uh, the fact that they took 22 penalties. Uh, Everyone shot, yeah. Scored 21. Uh, insane. I've, I've actually, like, I've, I don't remember watching goalkeepers take penalties ever in a, in a like, uh, professional game, so. I don't think I've ever watched one live like that happen. I feel really, really bad for De Gea, just the fact that he can't stop any of them, and then he's the one that misses. Um, it just sucks for him, I guess. It's really a tough position for the goalie. I mean, you know, you if you would have saved one, you know, or whatever. But since he didn't save one and uh, and then got missed his penalty, it's it's tough for him. I feel bad. I, I actually felt bad. I was happy that VRL won, but VRL won. But um, I felt for the hair. I know how it feels to miss a penalty, so it's tough. So while we're still talking about Spanish footballers, um, I think. If- Big news, I guess, in uh, the international game is the fact that Sergio Ramos will not be going to the Euros this year. Um, as a Spaniard yourself, 
were you shocked when you heard that news? And, and kind of what are your thoughts on a guy who's kind of been a staple of this team for the last, you know, 12, 13 years? Yeah, I personally think that if he's not there, is because he had some say in it. Uh, I don't think that when it gets to that level and a player with his experience, it's not like the manager just doesn't call him up. Uh, I think that's really rare for for the team captain. Uh, for I think he's the the guy with the most appearances for the national team, or if not, he's up there. So uh, I definitely think he was not 100%. Um, and then maybe that was something that was taken into consideration. You know, if maybe they said, hey, I'm still not fit, but I'll make it. And uh, at the end of the day, I think Luis Enrique probably wants guys that are 100%. And uh, I don't think we have the best team we've ever had. I think don't think we have the best team in Europe. So I'm sure they want to have everyone 100% fit at least and try and fight that way to to win it. Yeah, if he's not the number one most capped player, then uh, Iker Casillas definitely is. Between them. Yeah, Ramos uh, is the guy with the most now. I think he, he went over. I think he passed him too. I think he passed him too. I think you're right there. Um, and then the last question uh, before we head into Phoenix Rising talk, obviously the Champions League final is on Saturday. Just your prediction on uh, what you think will happen. Uh, it's a tough one. Uh, I kind of want Man City to win. Uh, I think their style of play is more pleasing for me to watch. Uh, I grew up being a Chelsea fan. I mean, you know, like we all have a team, like my team is Barcelona, but in the Prem, but uh, uh, since Pep has been in, in the Prem, I think for me, it's been the team that I've followed the most. I don't really follow the Prem, uh, but, you know, they're really good two teams. And I'm honestly very impressed by the way Chelsea plays. I've watched them play the most probably the last month and they're a good team. So I would like Man City win. I, want, I would want Guardiola to win the, the Champions League, but either or, honestly, I think they're the two best teams in Europe right now. Yeah, with uh, like you said, with we all kind of have our own team that we like in each league, and then we have our you know, club that we love. Like Roma is my club, so today, purely because they lost to Man U, I wanted Villarreal to uh, to beat them just to appease me. But we'll uh, we'll move on to some Phoenix Rising stuff. Um, so I think the the video that came out, you know, that the day after video when you guys beat Vegas, we saw the video of you in a, in a pregame huddle saying, you know, you guys needed to score seven, eight goals or you weren't doing something right. I mean, yes, you guys ended up setting records, you know, for shots on target and, and uh, shots total against them. But what is it like to go into a match to where, you know, you are superior than the other team and basically that you just have to take care of business to get the job done. To get yeah. The I mean, obviously I think uh, we feel really comfortable at home. So other than our, our own qualities as a team, I think we, we feel really comfortable at home playing in front of our fans. Uh, you know, we control uh, how nice the field is, how we can prepare for the game, no travel. So all those things, I think, during my time here, I, I don't know exactly what the record is, but we haven't lost a lot of points at home. Uh, so I think uh, the mentality the club has and the pride we take of uh, playing at home is, is extremely strong. Uh, but, but I think, you know, um, me saying that is not because I feel like we're, we're downgrading the, the, the other team It's just, I think we, we, we have such a good team and, uh, that, that's the expectation to win at home, to win away. But obviously I think, uh, it's always a little easier when, when you're home. So you definitely have a point there on your guys' home record. It, I, I'm, I'm going to look it up now after, after we're done talking, just cause I want to know what it actually is, but. During the summer months, especially, 
you guys don't lose. That's just kind of kind of how it works, especially with the heat. I think that plays a major factor because other than a Las Vegas, nobody really even plays in a climate like this. Um, so as you said, you, you've been with the club a few years now. You, you played uh, over your 50th, excuse me, over your 50th appearance now. So what does that mean to you to be with the club this whole time? You've seen the transition from the old stadium to the new stadium. And I mean, you guys have been the best team, if not one of the best teams in USL since you've arrived. Yeah, uh, I think I take a lot of pride in, in every opportunity that I get to wear the jersey. You know, I don't take it for granted. I think uh, this club is extremely special. I'm, I'm extremely thankful, you know, from my first season when I was alone, when uh, I was still looking for opportunities, they gave it to me. And, and obviously, uh, as I said, uh, I try to give the, the best I can for the club, uh, for the badge every every game. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, um I think it's uh, something that I really value uh, that I've been able to play here for, for over 50 games, uh, th- three seasons. Uh, it's not also not something not that normal in the USL. Uh, so, yeah, I'm really thankful for the club, for the trust and, uh, you know, really excited to get way more games under my belt here in Phoenix. And this is a little overdue, obviously, because it was back in week one, but you obviously scored the first goal in the new stadium. And even when I was sitting, you could see and feel the energy from you in the celebration and from the fans. So can I just walk us through what was that like getting the first goal in the new stadium and to do it in front of the South end in front of the fans, which you really hadn't seen all that much in the last couple of years. Yeah, it was, uh, it was an unbelievable feeling, you know, also uh, it was not the easiest of preseasons for me. So um, getting that first game, first goal in front of our fans was definitely a feeling uh, of, of extreme happiness. Um, you know, I think, uh, as I said, it, it was not the most important thing, but, but I'm, I'm honored to be part of the history of this club, you know. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, obviously, as I mentioned, we win at home thanks to our fans, thanks to the energy they bring. Uh, even the other day against Vegas, the, the start of the game, they give us so much energy and uh, keeps pushing us to keep scoring goals and, and keep winning. And uh, we're very motivated by, by their support. And uh, we're very excited to have everyone uh, full capacity and in, in, in uh, that game against San Diego uh, next weekend. So correct me if I'm wrong, but from what I've noticed, I don't think you've ever played. I don't want to say you played deeper, but, I've never seen you drop as deep as you have this year. Um, in the first couple of years, you, to me, you were more of a 10. Maybe you could consider yourself an eight at times. But this year, to me, I feel like you're not getting enough credit for how much work rate of running you're doing. To me, I've seen you put a lot of effort in on the defensive end as well as the offensive end. Do you feel the same way? Has there been a, a slight tweak to the system um, and to your position specifically? I wouldn't say there has been a tweak. I think uh, I think I agree with you. I think uh, it's something that I've tried to work on uh, during the off season. You know, I think uh, as players, we always have to look into uh, what we can improve, and and that was definitely something that I thought that uh, I could add to my game. You know, the the physical aspect of the game, the defensive aspect, uh, and yeah, I feel like uh, really uh, happy that I can bring that extra attribute to my game. You know, being the defensive help to, to, to the team. Uh, but, but I think uh, the position hasn't changed. I think uh, with the ball, it's very similar 
to what I've been doing. Uh, but I do feel like I'm stronger. I do feel like I have more energy and I can cover more ground. So, so it's definitely something that uh, I've been work on, working on. And, and, you know, I hope that uh, it keeps showing through the games, uh, whether it is through defensive actions or, or through attacking actions. You know, the other game, I took four shots. Uh, the first game, I think I took five shots. Uh, that's not something that used to happen in the past. Uh, but I feel like that's something that I can do now. I can uh, get work on, on both sides of the ball. Just to go off of that, how much of an impact has the addition of Aiden Quinn in the midfield been able to benefit both you individually and then obviously uh, the team as a whole? Yeah, I mean, Aiden's a great player. You know, we've been playing against him for, for the time that I've been here. And, and he was a player that when we scouted, we always know. Uh, how much of a threat he was. And uh, I think he's been a great addition. Uh, I think we, we work together really well. And, and I think in a way we're, we're kind of similar in, in the way we understand the game. You know, we're, we're good passers of the ball. We like to be on the ball, but at the same time, uh, we work really hard defensively. Um, I think uh, that's showing, you know, because obviously Kev is, a, is an engine and uh, he protects us, both of us and, and the whole team. Uh, but, you know, uh, I think... This year, the, the midfield is really strong. And uh, as I said, I think we, we're lucky that we can do it on both sides of the ball. And, uh, you know, I think there's, there's obviously a lot of room for improvement, but uh, I think we're on the right direction. I like how you use the word engine there to describe Kev. Um, and speaking of Kev, he, he will be there on Saturday against SAC, but he won't be there for yeah, a few weeks, maybe a month or so, depending on how long he's gone due to the Gold Cup. Obviously, that's going to be a big loss just because he's one of the first guys Rick puts in his starting 11. So what are some things that you, Aiden, and I assume maybe Jeremy Kelly will come in for him? What are the things that you guys need to do to kind of make up for Kev's absence? Um, the, to me, the biggest thing is just goal kicks, balls in the box, in the air. It seems like no one can beat Kev in the air. But what, what do you guys think are, is going to be a big uh, big miss and how you guys can improve uh, when he's gone. Yeah, I mean, uh, missing Kev is always going to be, it's never going to be easy. You know, he's a huge part of, of, uh, of our team and uh, it's going to, we're all going to have to adapt. Uh, but that's that's just the game, you know, and anytime anyone can have an injury or, or anyone can leave. So uh, we definitely have the depth for it. You know, uh, I know you said Jeremy, but uh, Arturo, Joey Calistri, uh all those guys are, are great players. You know, we see them in training every day and, and they push the guys that are playing right now to, to get better. So I'm sure that whoever is on the field is, is going to bring something different. Um, and, you know, sometimes you just need to adapt. Uh, different players do different things. And, uh, and you know, I'm sure that whoever comes in uh, will bring something different, uh, not better or worse than, than what Kev is bringing right now. Uh, but, you know, it's obviously a great opportunity for Kev to go represent his country. I think uh, we all want him to, to do well, to represent Phoenix Rising. And, uh, and you know, I think we'll, we'll, be, we'll be all right here. Uh, we'll cover for him and, and, and uh, we'll be ready for when he's back uh, and, and, and win some more headers. I can't believe I actually forgot a guy who actually used to play that position when Kev was gone in James Musa, who has obviously shown his versatility with the ability to play at the back. Just real quick on that, what is it like to play with a team where you have guys who can play so many different positions? It seems like almost every week we're, at least from the media standpoint, we don't get to see you guys in training every day. We're, we're shocked to see a guy in a new spot or a, a spot he's not usually at, and he'll excel. 
Yeah, I mean, as I said, you know, you, you mentioned Jeremy. You know, Jeremy can play right back. He can play in the middle. He can play as a 10. He can play as a 6. Uh, Joey Calistri, I mean, the man's played everywhere. You know, winger, he's played the 10. He's he started in three, four positions on the field for Phoenix Rising. Uh, that's not something easy to do. Um, so, you know, uh, we know what to expect, right? Uh, we see them every day in training. Uh, they're, they're absolute beasts. They're great players. They work so hard. And... And, you know, it's nothing new for us. So, so obviously, uh, it's a long season. Uh, and I'm sure we'll see them in, in a lot of positions in a lot of games, for sure. All right. And then looking ahead to SAC this weekend, what are you guys expecting to see from them? Rick said that they're a team that maybe a lot of people around the league are taking lightly. And they're a team that a lot more people should be taking more seriously. Yeah, I agree with it, with with what coach said. I, I think they're a good team. They're always a tough team. You know, you never want to play against SAC, uh, especially at their place. You know, they're they're always uh, really competitive. And, and, uh, and, and, you know, I think it's going to be something similar in a way to Tampa. You know, uh, it's going to be a battle more than maybe uh, who's the best team on the field and how you play. Um, so so especially on the road, it's important to, to be really focused in from the start. Um, and, and, you know, obviously, these teams, we're going to play them four times in the season. Uh, so it's always really interesting um, to play them for the first time and, and see what they got. Uh, and, and, you know, I think we'll be ready for it. So the last question before I let you go, going back to that June 5th game against San Diego, obviously June is you know, Gay Pride Month for the LGBTQ plus community. You have been very outspoken, very vocal about representing that and, You've pledged to donate $20, uh, what is it, per goal and assist and per win, I believe? Yeah. So kind of just take us through that. And, and I, when I ask why, I'm not saying it negatively. I'm, I'm, I just want to hear from you uh, why it's so important to you that you represent that. And obviously with the elephant in the room and everything that happened last year with San Diego, I, I think it's great that the first game of June uh, for Phoenix Rising is at San Diego. And as you said earlier, you'll be at full capacity for that match. Yeah, I mean, I've been playing for Pride uh, since my my uh, first professional year. Uh, I didn't do it in college because I couldn't. Uh, I didn't have the money for it. But, uh, you know, Austin Deleuze, he started the playing for Pride. He He's a Wake Forest alum. Uh, so, you know, since I was in college, I always uh, admired his work uh, and, and uh, his support for, 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 for this community. And I've been playing it ever since. Uh, and then just the support, I think I've, I've, I have friends that are in the in the community. Uh, I'm I'm very accepting of everything. I think it's important to use our voices, and you know, uh, I I think there's not much more to that. I, I do it like very normally. It's nothing uh, to really to talk about for me. It's just uh, whatever I can do to help and use my voice to to help that community. I'm gonna do. I lied. This was my last question. Just a follow up to that. As an athlete, obviously, on social media, you have a lot of reach and you get a lot of feedback. Obviously, not all the feedback is good. And it's let's let's be honest, they're Internet trolls that don't use real profiles, real pictures. When you see that, I mean, and and you, you, you see what people are saying on posts that you do, you see both sides. You see people defending you and then you see people that are, like I said, trolls. What is that or what goes through your head when you see that there's still so much ridiculous unnecessary hate out there when what you're doing is actually a phenomenal fantastic good cause yeah i mean to be honest uh 
I know you're probably talking about my tweet last week. Uh, for me, it was important just to put something out when I saw the USL was, was uh, it was the, the international day. I, I just wanted to put a post out. And for me, getting the hate, it doesn't affect me personally, but it did put in perspective, you know, for all these people that are scared of using their voice uh, or people that are scared to come out uh, because of people like this, you know, and, uh, and, you know, I think it just put in perspective how much more important it is for, for us that we have a voice and we have a following uh, to make it normal, to talk about it, to use our voice, to say, Hey, it's okay. Uh, and yeah, obviously it's really, it's really sad uh, to see some of those comments. Uh, but at the same time, I was really thankful for everyone that, uh, came out and supported me and, and supported the cause. And, uh, you know, uh, there's not much more that uh, we can do uh, as players and use our boys and, and try and support the cause. Uh, but, you know, there's always going to be people that uh, are going to come at you and, uh, you know, we just got to keep fighting and, and keep uh, trying to make things right. Yeah. And I think it's also a very good thing. It's a, big movement and it's it's a great message when you see phoenix rising you see usl as a lead you see all these other teams that are supportive of what you're doing individually and, and what the league's trying to bring about um john I want to thank you for your time today uh, safe travels to sacramento and uh, hopefully you guys pick up the three points hopefully hopefully thank you so much uh thanks for talking to me all right john i'll see you soon awesome man bye see ya and that's going to do it for this edition of the Uprising Podcast. Once again, Phoenix Rising's next match is away to Sacramento Republic at 7.30 p.m. on Saturday night. You can catch all the action on ArizonaSports.com and the Arizona Sports app, which is available for both iOS and Android. You can also follow me on Twitter for all things Phoenix Rising and breaking news all season long at JWA1994. Until next time, Chibidiamo, Adobo, ciao.